Thanks for tuning in to the Palm Beach Podcast, a weekly show highlighting people making a positive impact in Palm Beach County. With your hosts, sports chiropractor and athletic trainer, Dr. James Spencer, photographer and art director, Mike Jones. Our show is brought to you by Pump House Coffee Roasters, Opportunities, Indoboard, and Lotus Trips for travel and retreats to Palm Beach County. Hello and welcome to the Palm Beach Podcast. My name is Mike Jones, hanging out at Media Zone on Singer Island with a couple cool dudes. Dr. James Spencer, how you doing today? Pleasure to see you as always. Sunny blue skies out there? Fortunately, and some waves pumping. Yeah. And I think we have a special guest with us today, don't we? Definitely. So special guest, mentor, colleague, good friend, Dr. Chris Fox. Welcome to the show. Thank you for having me. Cheers, boys. Yeah. It's, uh, we got a couple mighty swells. I think you got some sort of fancy beer from Opportunities. So we have a little bit of El Jefe with a little bit of coconut added to their German style wheat beer, which is right up my alley. Nice. I like it. I like a nice wheat beer as well. Like the Blue Moon variety of refreshing yeah they are I was just gonna say that especially when it's like still pretty much summer here in, in uh, palm beach county 85 degrees or something at nine in the morning today it's gonna get hotter yeah <laughs> it will so chris welcome to the show man and uh, kind of tell people a how you got started down here and how long you've been here 17 years oh, uh, 17 years yeah uh, long time i am shocked that it's this long Longest place I've lived since I was a kid, growing up in uh, a little place called Brigantine, New Jersey, uh, the greatest place uh, in New Jersey to live. I would say, <laughs> I so, love it. I love uh, it. <laughs> so all my all my lifeguard buddies back home, uh, I'm still in Florida. Sorry, boys. Hey. Well, you know, it's funny. Mike and I say that to uh, a lot of our wealthier patients and, and pro athletes that choose to live here. You know, when they have all the money to live anywhere, they choose here. So I think we're pretty fortunate. This, I, we made the decision. Um, we drove from Nashville, Tennessee over a Thanksgiving weekend due to the fact that the, the two gentlemen that I was working with in Nashville were going through a breakup. And I didn't want to probably deal with the aftermath of a practice dismantling. And we literally got in the car, drove across, stopped in Atlanta, and then started, I believe, in Cocoa Beach and drove down A1A and stopped in every town all the way to here. And we didn't go any further than uh, Boca. And Smart move. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and and un, unknowingly. And we decided at one point, um, that we should live in Florida, not up north. Figured let's get a start on the retirement because everybody winds up down here. So let's start the retirement process already where <laughs> we wind end up without, but, and live there and live in paradise 12 months out of the year where we can <laughs> fish, surf, yes. have a great lifestyle and then travel to all the places that we like to when we have the opportunity. And that's, that's how it all Kind of that was the mindset of coming down to Florida, and no state income tax doesn't hurt either. Never. <laughs> you know, I, I didn't think of that, but I I came. Nat, Tennessee is the same. So, oh yeah, yeah. But you know, taxes work. 
in different ways. So you're gonna if you don't get one tax, you're gonna get taxed another way. So sure. it's just it's a little handshake. <laughs> yeah. Death and taxes. <laughs> it's it's just a constant. So pay your fair share. Sure. And you went to school up in like the Boston area, right? Northeastern University was my undergraduate degree um, in sports medicine. Yeah. Good memory. Yeah. And we do our homework here on the Palm Beach podcast. And then, and then obviously, uh, you know, how we met going to Life University, Chris was a big mentor of mine, um, fellow athletic trainer as well. So that's, uh, you know, yeah, cheers to that. Not, not many of us that have, actually, it's, it's, it's become larger and larger in the past probably 10 years or less, where it used to be maybe less than half a percent of ATCs went on to get their DC. Mm-hmm. even less, I believe, to get their MD. Mm-hmm. Um, but now it's become a trend where they you get your your undergrad in AT as an athletic training, certified athletic trainer in the sports medicine world, and then move on to become a doctor of chiropractic and integrate the two practices, which to me is a blessing. Yeah, I agree with you. That's the best recipe that, best recipe that I've found as well is having a little bit of the chiropractic holistic approach as well as more of the sports medicine basis and acute care. So um, obviously I've looked up to you for a lot of this stuff. So thank you for paving the way, especially down here in South Florida. I try. <laughs> and I got to say, gentlemen, like my groin is just bothering me. I don't know if, you know, throw me on the table after this. We do not specialize in groins. <laughs> I have, we have a practitioner we can send you to. You know, I got a great story about that. Just uh, just a little sidebar. Um, when I was an intern out in San Diego, one of the pro baseball players was he was in the room, and uh, my boss calls me, and I just hear, uh, "Hey, Jamie, come here," and I'm like, "Oh boy, this can't be good." And I look up, and this baseball player is looking at me ear to ear grin. I'm like, "Oh, this is not good." So uh, he he looks at me, and I look at him, and I'm very like nervous. I'm like, how can this not be awkward? So I just look at him like, hey, would you uh, would you just pull the boys off to the side? I'm going to bring it in for the real thing. And he just loved it, started cracking up. But it was a good icebreaker for me because I was so nervous myself. And uh, funny, speaking of groins. <laughs> you got to just embrace it or it's going to be weird. Correct. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I could, I could piggyback off that story. Similar, I think we all go through this especially being an ATC that you're going to see groin injuries. You're going to see adductor pulls, uh, if you, especially if you work in football, hockey, soccer, any cutting sport. My, However, I will say anytime an athlete from whether I worked in Division One football, uh, women's uh, Olympics, NFL, NHL, it doesn't matter if anybody ever comes up to you and asks you, Hey, uh, can we go talk into your office? <laughs> and my response, I, I think I, when I was getting my master's degree at the University of Connecticut, where this began because it was, it became like a, like a, a growing theme. It was my response every time was this require me closing the blinds and you pull down your pants and me going, <laughs> Ooh, and usually I would get the, the nod or it would be, it's in a sensitive spot. Oh, that it's not necessarily the groin, <laughs> and which that typically my response again after seeing what I would have to be put through was, so for my pay grade, <laughs> I'm going to refer you out. Uh, so that leads to multiple crazy stories of what I call teachable moments in the college uh, when I was working in the college world was 
depending on what the athlete presented with, and we're in the room with the, our team doctor, if it required any type of anesthesia or a uh, numbing effect, I would always go to the doctor and go, no, don't do it. <laughs> and they look at me and go, like, you're sadistic. Like, Why do you do that? And I said, well, this is a learning institution. How will this person ever learn not to do what they did again? Yeah. And they look at me and go, oh, that's a good point. I said, okay, burn them. <laughs> you're welcome. Yeah, let's, let's not... The poor, poor guy does not want the nickname the infector the rest of his life, uh, or she. And that's right. it's, it goes both ways. Uh, so I've seen it in both different, different <laughs> avenues. Oh, that's too great. So tell us a little bit about, hey, how Fox Spine and Sports Medicine got started and, you know, where you guys are growing with that. So Spock Spine and Sports Medicine actually started, it was an afterthought because when we first moved to uh, Palm Beach, my logo actually was a palm tree with a spine, of which I just found out that somebody just actually replicated my first logo. <laughs> Kudos. Person yeah, right down the street. Say. So I and in my if you walk in my office, there's a, a balsa wood surfboard that a patient carved for me with my old logo in the middle of it, which I still today it's hang it's right when you leave and right when you enter. And um it started off with Palm Beach, Palm Beach chiropractic and sport family chiropractic and sports medicine. That was a tongue twister. It's a mouthful. Whoever advised me on that name was uh, ill-informed, but it, it wasn't the greatest. And I had uh, a person named Kerry O'Donnell who who advised me like nobody knows what the heck that name is. Change it and thank her. <laughs> um, and then as a joke, we, we created some logos or she created some logos and the one that we picked, the X has a leg. Cause at the time I was very into running, um, marathons, um, uh, relay marathons, which are like a hundred and 200 and something miles with a group of like eight people, um, I was very involved in the running community with the Palm Beach Roadrunners. I was the president, vice president. I think I was the secretary at one time. So that was a really big part of my life and my family's life. And um, which has stopped because of my back problems, not because of running, but more because of a drunk driver. Um, so that logo became, um, it was a joke that she put it on there. And I said, I like this one. And she's like, are you serious? That was a joke those other ones with the very important fonts and everything like that were the ones we actually thought we would use. And we just threw that in there. And the funny thing is I picked that Dawn and I picked that and that one winded up winning what's called the Hermes Hermes award for best logo in the country. <laughs> Come on back in um, the year after we implemented it. So there's a, if you walk into my, in the office, there's looks like an Oscar award. <laughs> it's, uh, That's wild. It used to be at Carrie O'Donnell's um, PR firm and she's moving and she, she part of them. She goes, here, take this. And she goes, you, <laughs> you picked the logo for God's sakes. It's so funny. I actually, uh, I studied graphic design at college and my, one of my professors said, don't ever send a logo that, you don't want them to pick because they're always going to pick it. <laughs> like whatever you think is the worst one, 
every time. And it's just funny how that works. Yeah, it resonated with us. You yeah. know, and that to me, that's, that, that's, you know, I do a lot with gut instinct in my, and um, I, I've l- learned that typically it's the best response almost always, especially after you take a really deep breath and think about it, you know, you know, moving straight ahead as always, but you know, trying to avoid the analysis to paralysis. Yeah. That's, that's to you, Dawn, if you're watching right now, uh, my wife is, I love you to death, but analysis to paralysis. <laughs> I love it. And, and I think that's, what's really cool too. I know with, with Mike and I, you know, creating the bearded kettlebell logo, that's something that I had a few ideas and he's like, nah, you know what? That's, that's too much to put into it. Let's make it simple. And that's really, that's, that's what sticks is I think simple sells. I like short, sweet to the point. There was the reason the Nike check is timeless. And like, you know, some people will have a logo that has like a whole picture inside of it. And I'm like, that's, it's too much. And it's tough to print on any kind of clothing or. or, As we've learned. Yeah. So it's, it's cool to see how your logo is kind of stuck out and it's. Uh, And yours is always, I mean, it's, it's you. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's. Classic you. Exactly. So it's it's cool to see how that logo's kind of come into fruition and still sticking around for almost 20 years now here in, in Palm Beach yeah. County. It's really cool. Close. Close. Yeah. Um, I would love someday, someday it would be like Fox and Associates, but I would I don't even know how you do that. But our, that's probably the worst, if, if, when you think about it, over time with Associates, having your, own, your name in the logo is probably not the greatest of decisions it's it's not and a lot of my mentors have said hey if i could rename something i wouldn't put my name, name in it that's that that when we first named it that was the rationale because we were taught that and then um when carrie said hey it's the name that you have doesn't resonate with the practice because it's it's you and that's when we changed it but I, I think it'd be probably pretty simple to change, you know, if, if God forbid, not God forbid, if, if, if the, when the time comes, because I am getting older. <laughs> and, and this is, you know, as you know, it's a labor intensive work. It's not like walking from room to room. You, you're sweating at the end of the day. Yeah. You're physically exhausted, uh, which is the great part, too. It's better than sitting down, for, for me personally, okay. than sitting in a desk and, um, I love the physical aspect of it, uh, but it is, it's hard on your body. You know, it's funny, Chris, my whoop, I don't have it on today, but my whoop strain um, on a day of seeing a ton of patients is almost equivalent to a very hard workout. I, I can imagine. Um, we've, I've never used a whoop. Um, however, one of my Olympic athletes is actually one of the, from the 1990, 1996, which is, I'm dating myself. Uh-oh. Atlanta, uh, right? Yeah, yeah. Atlanta. Um, Kristen is the executive, I believe, director for um, WHOOP, which I was shocked to learn. Not shocked. Uh, she went from you know being an Olympian to uh, a coach in uh, the collegiate. And then I believe at, at Princeton, she met some of these guys and she became part of their company. And I just recently learned that from a professional athlete who was wearing a whoop who was asking me my opinion on it. <laughs> and, wow. you know, I was a Garmin guy when I was running. And then I went from Garmin to doing nothing, just old school watch. If you got anything. a Nixon over there now. I've, huh? got a, I've got a Nixon surf watch, which is my daughter's. My daughter 
bought this, or I bought this, and uh, <laughs> prior Correction. to a Bahamas trip because she loved the color, and then she went to college and didn't and left. And I and to me, I wear it as much as I possibly can because it, when I see when I when I look at the time, I actually think of her. Cool. That's cool. So that's, that's really when cool, people man. ask me, is that a women's watch you're wearing? I I don't know, but. Don't it is my <laughs> it is my daughter's watch, but I wear it because I it, it reminds me of her. Well, and it's cool. teal, so you're kind of like peacocking out here, you know, like uh, you know, there's nothing wrong with a little bit of color. I <laughs> totally. And I, I would love for you to talk a little bit about your practice. I know you don't just work with professional athletes; like you work with no. everyone else as well. Uh, our my viewpoint on healthcare, or at least the way I practice, is. My viewpoint is we take care of those who want to be physically active and those or those who cannot be physically active and or and those who want to be again. Um, I think from 20, 20 something years ago when I before I was a chiropractor, my biggest belief was m- movement was always the key to longevity, but not only longevity to just overall good health. Um, witnessed from watching my parents growing up as well as some of my mentors who either got injured or, you know, you get tired and you stop moving and then you watch the aging process. Um, you know, to me, prehabilitation, which I, I, I learned that term from during the 1996 from a gentleman named Stephen Horowitz who practices out in Texas now. He was one of the team physicians and he was the busiest guy in the U.S. Um, medical portal. And I was shocked because I, I wasn't a chiropractor at that point in time. I was watching all the medical doctors and the ATCs and the PTs. And St- St- Dr. Steve had the largest line. And to me, it flabbergasted me. I was like, why? What's everybody doing here? So, you know, I, I would ask um, the, at the time, I think it was Dan Brown, Dan who was the big, the Catholic back then, Dan, the Dans, uh, Dan O'Brien mm-hmm. and Dan. One of those guys were in line, one of the Dans. And I was like, what are you doing here? You hurt? No. I'm just going to get tuned up before my event. And I didn't understand, you know, to me, I didn't really put two and two together. And then you talk to one of the premier sprinters at the time. I was getting tuned up. And then I stood, spoke to, to Dr. Steven. I'm like, what's going on? What is this about? And he's like, you know, Chris, you don't, don't wait for an injury to happen before, to start taking care of somebody. I'd rather be proactive than reactive. And, you know, that was like to me, I was like, whoa. And he didn't use the word prehabilitation, but I remember going back um, to my days at, at the University of Connecticut and when we were doing aquatic rehab and I was thinking to myself, we thought we were ahead of our time uh, doing this, which I think it was kind of. Um, and thankfully, I was like Dave Tiberio. I had great mentors like uh, who at the University of Connecticut and he's lecturing all over the world now mm-hmm. with his PT philosophy. Um, so I was blessed with great people who either advised me or like, told me, hey, that's t- totally wrong what you're doing. <laughs> you know, and that was, that's the best part of learning. So the, you know, that's, that's how I got into chiropractic to some, de- to, to, to a small degree. It actually evolved via pure luck. 
I mean, I was asked to come look at Life University, where we both graduated from, to just observe and make a report on their facility and compare it to a Division I uh, university as well as an NFL facility. And I was brutally honest with Dr. Sid Williams. <laughs> brutally honest, because I didn't know, you know. And next thing you know, I was asked, hey, do you need your organic chemistry f- to go to medical school? I'm like, yeah, I do. Come take them for free and just for repayment for that. And then by the time I was finished cool. my organic chemistry, Dr. Williams offered me a full scholarship to stay on. That's incredible. And that's how I winded up actually doing this. Well, <laughs> wasn't wasn't even on the radar. It's funny. That's why I really went there as well. They had a sports science program that was, it seemed to be a little bit more elevated than any other chiropractic school that I kind of looked at. And really that's how we met too, just being involved with, you know, Dr. Downs up there as well. Um, and I appreciate what you do here as far as kind of giving back and giving younger kids the opportunity, whether it's the athletic trainers or Kairos, um, to come observe or even intern for you. And I think that's something that's unique that a lot of people are scared to show their secret sauce where mm-hmm. you're saying, Hey, here, have mine. You can't do what I can do. And, and you give them an opportunity. I don't think, you know, to me, there's no secret sauce. Um, I was blessed with, as I said, with great mentors, whether it was be at Boston College, New York Jets, University of Connecticut, the Olympics, uh, Dr. Bruce Dick, uh, in, who practices in, um, and was in Saratoga now. He's up in Portland or Maine. I, Dr. Downs, all the, the people that I, Dr. Hirschman with the Jets uh, and Stephen Nicholas, Every single one of those guys, there was never this pretentiousness of not sharing or making fun of others. You know, if you didn't have the education that they had, they were always, always teaching. And um, my gross anatomy um, instructor, um, when I asked to volunteer as a gross anatomy lab instructor or assistant, for free when I was doing my graduate program, just so I can just learn more. He winded up bringing me on to say, hey, can you do this for another semester? And then another semester. And I I remember when I left, he said, promise me one thing when you leave here, wherever you practice, find a place, whether it be a community college, college that's close to your office, that's convenient, continue teaching. And and I said, I don't want to be a teacher. And he said, you got to remember, you are a teacher. And once you say, you have a master's degree, you're a teacher. You always will be a teacher. Continue teaching. And, um, and he said, when you're older, you're going to thank me. <laughs> I had no idea what the heck he meant back then. He was an older gentleman, probably in his late 60s, early 70s. And it wasn't, I was at Palm Beach Atlantic, and I sort of noticed one day when I was uh, lecturing and the questions that some of the students were asking me that I, the light went off and said, Oh my gosh, what I'm getting more from the kids than I'm giving to the kids because they're pushing me a little bit more to one between the, I have to keep up with the times because if I use a Seinfeld reference in my (laughs) office, like, you know, like what is Seinfeld, you know, (laughs) 
can't use Cheers. I can't use, you know, stuff that I grew up with. The Simpsons I can still use. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> um, but, you know, it's it's amazing what, so that's, I learned that probably when I was 40, maybe 42 that the, the you know, the ding, ding, ding. Yeah. It's better. And But no, I don't think there's a secret sauce to answer your question. I, th- I think we have the op- we have the obligation to teach the younger uh, professionals what we know, whether good or bad. I, I love them coming in my office and learning what not to do, uh, wh- as well as things that they're going to say, oh, God, I like that. I currently have two, my last assistant right now, who's going through a really hard time in nursing school. She's going through an accelerated program. She just started last month. And I just talked to her, hey, listen, everybody in the class is in the same thing. And I'll tell you what my mentor told me. You're going to be standing in front of a fire hydrant with your mouth wide open. And you're going to try to drink as much water as you possibly can, but there's going to be tons of water going past you. Just drink as much water as you can as far as the academia and just get through it. You have your whole life to practice, but don't sweat not learning everything or thinking you know everything. You're going to learn it. You'll learn what you have to learn. And that was, I think that was Friday night until 1030. We had this nice conversation with, I think my entire staff stayed around to hang out with her when she was finished her class. Um, and I've got two, two assistants now, one that will be leaving for medical school in January. No, I'm sorry. She's leaving for chiropractic school in January. And then my other assistant will be leaving for medical school in the next January. So she's taken a gap year. So I'm blessed with some of the, I think the younger people that are, that we've attracted to come hang out with us. And I think to learn. Um, but I also think they learn a lot what not to do. Yeah. yeah. And to me, that's the biggest education you can get is learning what not to do or what you don't want to do. Especially on someone else's dime. <laughs> yeah. It's true. No, it's, it's, yeah, it's uh, true. Yeah. And we're paying them. Sure. <laughs> I did it for free back in the day. You know, still that was, do. <laughs> yeah, I still, I still do a lot, you know, for free, but it's, it's, it's my choice. Yep. It's, it's, um, it's, you know, um, this, what I do is chosen me whether you know I like it or not, I love it. I still love going to work. I, I tell everybody that uh, you know, do you love everything? No. <laughs> anybody anybody that tells you that they love everything they do in their job is not speaking forthright to you. Um, if you love eighty to eighty five percent of what you're doing, there's always minutia that you don't like of the paperwork, the charting, the insurance. Thankfully, I'm almost completely off of insurance. The only thing I cannot get out of is Medicare. It's like the mafia. Uh, excuse me, <laughs> to anybody in the mafia uh, listening. Um, <laughs> you know, you, um, yeah, you can't get out of it. Uh, thank you, thank you, thank you, Senator Kennedy, for making chiropractic. Once you're in, you're in it for life. Um, unfortunately, you, you cannot change your fees. You cannot do anything. Uh, I, I really, really appreciate this whole like pass it on be a good person mindset. And it's like one of the things that like I admire about this guy so much people come in and they just like, I'm hurt. I want to get better. Let me get an adjustment. But this guy has like water in like glass jugs and uh, incense and salt rock lamps. And you do breathing exercises and you do all these other things 
that you take on with you after you just get treatment. And it is like a thing where you, you are teaching them how to like be a better version of you by like breathing, drinking good water, getting sunlight, like all those little things on the top of the adjustment. So kudos to both you guys for, you know, that's the thing. Good dudes like that. We try. And it's, it's the only thing you can do. You, you can bring a horse to water, but that's, you know, Jamie, you're constantly doing continuing education. Yeah. It's like, the, it's the never ending. <laughs> too much. Too much. You know, <laughs> where it's almost a detriment to what we do. And like, I'm in my, you know, I get to the office early and I'm, I use a, um, a web service called uh, MedBridge and it's for physical therapists and athletic trainers. And, you know, I'm constantly like, even if it's an hour or, if I can get 15 minutes of something where I've got a, I've got this one patient coming in that I, yeah, I'm having this little thing with maybe a little bit of the rehab or the soft tissue work. Let me see what I can do with, with the, some of the PTs are doing that's differently than what I'm doing chiropractically, um, or rehabilit rehabilitation wise. And I, you know, even social media right mm -hmm. now, when you think about the education that is being sent out for free to everyone about taking care of yourself. Um, I don't know. I love it. It's still, it's, it's, I'm still passionate about it. That's, that's, that's the greatest thing I think um, that we can have in, in our, in what we do. If we can hopefully bring some of that passion to our clients, um, they're going to be better off. And likewise, we will be better off, you know? So. Yeah. I, I, I agree with both you guys. I think it's something that uh, what I've realized is we give hope to a lot of these people that may have lost that, whether they're injured or not. And uh, even if I'm just that one hour of positive, you know, change for them in the day, you know, the world's very negative. So I try and just be a little bit of a light for them. And it's amazing at how many people pay me a lot of money just for that, that little bit. I mean, how many times have, have you been what uh, the colloquial last resort? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. You know, many times, unfortunately, with what we do, they've been to the surgeon. They've been through different forms of rehab and they're at their last wit. And sometimes I like there's many times I like that because a lot of the hard work has already been done for us. <laughs> Like it's not this, it's not this, it's not this, it's not this. It's got to be this. But you take a <laughs> right. So you, let's get through all the hard stuff that everybody looked. And sometimes it's the simplest thing in the world. That at least to us, it's the simplest Correct. thing in the world. Where right, let's let's change this arthrokinematic function at your ankle, which can make make a change at the hip to the low back. And you know you may not make them a hundred percent because they've had it for twenty years, but. They're better. They're more functional, and they're in less pain, and they're happy. Yeah, they uh, they weren't joking about the uh, hip bones connected to the <laughs> leg bone. Yeah, there's something the to there's something to that to song. The, I agree. I love it. Like I most think, nursery rhymes, there's something to those things. Well, I think it's time for you to say some thanks. Who do you want to thank on the way out here? Who's helped you get to where you're at today? My wife. Yeah. Uh, most importantly, my wife. Uh, Dawn has been my rock. Uh, my stability when you as and you've had to have had these moments in time there's days when you're you feel like you're not on you're not helping as many people you know people come in the office and they're like i'm the same or i'm, I'm not there 
and there's there's those days where you just kind of like what am i doing and you know it's your it's your spouse or your significant other hopefully there's the one that says hey wait this happens question them a little bit more give them a little ask get a little more detail into when they say the same and then you find out oh no it was better for four days until the day before i came into the office or you know that type of information sometimes but no my, my wife um if i could thank anybody else uh my daughter who makes me work harder and harder every day because of her school and everything that she makes <laughs> me do but i love you jules uh but I, I have to say, I'm, um, I, as I said, I was blessed. I, I've had great, great mentors. Um, Bruce Dick, who I worked with at the University of Connecticut and the 96 Olympics, traveled the globe with him. Um, he's probably one of the greatest teachers a guy could ever have. And from the moment I met him, he tortured me. <laughs> Literally tortured me with education and to the point where I at times was afraid to see him in a hallway. <laughs> uh, like, I'm turning back around going this way. <laughs> however, he always pushed you in a, in a way to continue to try to educate yourself. Uh, he was probably, he's by far one of, and, and still to this day, one of my best friends. So uh, Bruce hats off to you, continue teaching and your ethics uh, that you taught me uh, to me. It was one of the greatest things. And he's, Still to this day, uh, I, I, there's a maverick in the, he was a primary care specialist as well as an orthopedic world. Always did right by the patient, not by yourself. I like that. And that he taught me, regardless of financial reimbursement, it is about the patient always. Never lose sight of that. And if you keep that in your head, uh, everything will take care of itself. And, uh, I love the guy for that, for those for those educational moments. Hey, let's cheers to Bruce. Bruce. And lifelong learning, right, boys? Absolutely. Well, thanks for joining us on the uh, Palm Beach podcast. Thank you. Hopefully somebody will be entertained a little bit from my uh, long-winded talks, uh, answers. <laughs> cheers, gents. Cheers. cheers. Thank you for listening to this week's episode of the Palm Beach podcast. Brought to you by Pump House Coffee Roasters, Indoboard, and Lotus Trips for travel and retreats to Palm Beach County. <laughs>